Welcome to the Living Alive Podcast. I'm Autumn Shields, a Master Connect coach, speaker, author, and serial entrepreneur, and most importantly, your hostess here to help you live your life alive. See, I believe we all have the ability to feel and be guided by life's nudges to live on purpose. So I'm inviting you to take this journey with me. Whether you were here just wanting to dip your toe in the water and see what this is all about, or maybe you were ready to dive deep. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. On this show, you'll hear powerful life-changing stories from thought leaders of all walks of life that are stirring things up. We will guide you on living your life fully alive, how to identify the nudges, and why living a healthy lifestyle actually makes a difference. So get ready to be inspired, challenged, and connected because it's your time to make a splash. Have you felt a nudge in your life, but because of money or financial reasons, you felt like you had to completely ignore the nudge? Maybe that nudge just keeps happening and you feel like because you're swarming in debt, you have no way to step into that calling of what the nudge is asking you to do. Well, today's guest is an amazing example of how we can navigate debt and money issues to actually live out what we're being called to do. Him and his wife, Lois, went from $380,000 in debt, including their mortgage, to paying it all off in just 38 months. They made the decision to make it happen so they could step into what they were being called to do. After getting out of debt and where he could walk away from different corporate positions, he created and founded an organization called Reaching Beyond Experience. And recently, the Reaching Beyond podcast, which is rooted in assisting others and achieving their highest level of fulfillment and how they connect with others, connect with themselves, and build their careers. He has an amazing story to share, and I hope it inspires you today. I would love to welcome to the show, Kyle Depius. Hi, Autumn. How are you? Great. Thank you. How are you? I'm grateful to be here. So thank you for, for sharing your, your uh, platform and your audience with me. I really appreciate that. Yes. Thank you. I invited you on because we, I had a prior guest on and as we were talking about other people that were living their lives fully alive, she said, you have to talk to Kyle. <laughs> and so during our conversation, what I love and what the guests I have on, not only are you living your life fully alive, but you're helping others do the same. and have some awesome tools to be able to share with the audience to say, how do we live our lives fully alive? And one thing about your story that's captivating and I think very useful for the times we're in, um, depending upon when you're listening to this, we're kind of right in the middle of quarantine. Well, we don't know if it's in the middle or where we're at, but (laughs) most of us have been quarantined for over a month now. And, you know, there is a lot of pressure on people right now financially and a lot of worry around money right now. And so I think it's just a great time and not just because of quarantine. I feel like people struggle with this all of the time. And I know in my own life, you know, living paycheck to paycheck and constantly having to sacrifice what I really wanted to do just to get by. And now living in a whole different, you know, made choices in my own life, started my own business to be able to live a different life. It's such a different life. And I want to be able to invite people like you that have some amazing tools onto the show to be able to help other people truly live alive. Sure. Yeah. I 
I'm excited to share it. Uh, it's it's quite a story, and um, I think it will it, it will give people I, I believe hope and encouragement and some practical tools as well. Great. So let's just dive in and tell us your sure. story from where you were and where you're at now. Yeah. Okay. So as you know, as we all face this impending recession right now. We don't obviously know it's a recession. That's a lagging economic indicator, but I think everyone would agree that we're probably in a recession. So, but as we step into it, I'm, I'm actually stepping into it from a place of being completely debt-free and being liquid enough to take advantage of opportunities that come my way. But, you know, honestly, Autumn, I'm, I'm stepping into it as a kind of dad and husband that will confidently lead my family through a tough time. The reason that I'm so proud of this is because 12 years ago, during the Great Recession, I went through this from the exact opposite place. You see, during that recession, I was operating from a place of being financially uneducated, a place of ego, if I'm honest with you, and a place of wanting to just get lucky or hit some sort of financial home run. And that all caught up with me. It, it caught up with me the moment that at the tail end of the recession, I cashed out all of my retirement. I paid all the penalties, all the taxes, and I spent it all buying gold. And we all know that cashing in your retirement and paying the fees is like one of the top no-nos as it relates to personal finances in this, in this case. And I did it because I was listening to all the doomsdayers. And all those doomsdayers were just trying to build propaganda to buy gold. So what's worse is I bought gold at the peak. It was something like $2,000 an ounce. And so you can imagine what happened from there. The price of gold tanked. And so did my financial dreams. And this was really the straw that broke the camel's back. So the turning point, though, was this. A couple years later, just really after being sick and tired of struggling financially, wondering, you know, what am I doing wrong? I logged onto the social security website, which is just ssa.gov. And I was actually logging on to see, okay, how much social security would I get and how much would my wife get when we retire? Because I'm trying to put together some sort of financial plan because I'm financially destitute. I was scared. I was wondering how am I ever going to retire? And so when I logged on, I don't know if you've ever done that or if a listener has ever done it before. Um, they will give you your lifetime earnings. So when I looked at my lifetime earnings and my wife's lifetime earnings, that's really when it hit me. We had made well over $2 million, over $2 million, and we have absolutely nothing to show for it. As a matter of fact, not only did we have nothing to show for it, we were in about $400,000 in debt. I mean, we're where did it all go? I'm sure maybe that's a question you've asked or the listener has asked at some point, where does this money go? And that's what we were asking. And, you know, to be honest, this was probably the lowest point in my life as a husband and as an, an aspiring father. This is not at all how I thought I would lead my family. And as a matter of fact, um, I've really, I've never felt less valuable and in that moment. But this isn't where I stop. This really is just the turning point. So the turning point was seeing that, okay, wow, we can, we can make $2 million. And even though we have nothing to show for it, I have skills in order to learn new things and I can help save our financial future. So if you're listening, maybe you're thinking, okay, what's the first thing I did to get into the position that 
we're in today. And by the way, anyone who's listening, if you've you know not yet made a million or two million, don't count yourself out because remember this, at this point in my story, I'm starting from below zero. Kyle, at the time you were in the outer world, people would view you as successful. Oh yeah. 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 You couldn't, you know, like anything, you just couldn't tell, you know, had a, had a house, had nice cars, was going on vacation, you know, nice clothes, um, good job, all of that stuff. Externally, you could not tell, but we were just flat out broke. I was completely disgusted with myself and, and just struggling paycheck to paycheck, as you had mentioned before. And I think that's so important to note because it's not like you were broke sitting at home, you know, being minimum wage. And I feel like the zeros are kind of irrelevant because anybody can feel just like you said, zero zeros, broke, broke, debt, debt. And so it really doesn't matter what the zeros are. You know, yeah. you made a few million or people can make a few hundred thousand and still have yeah. like, what, where's my money going? Yeah. Well, I think the, I don't have the exact number, but the average household in the U S makes around 65,000. So you just extrapolate over time and in less than 20 years, they'll be making over a million dollars. So it isn't, it isn't that, I mean, the average worker is going to get there at some point in their career. Um, and so, yeah, ex- externally, um, we, we look normal, we look fine. Um, but, but I'm afraid that normal and fine in, in the U S you know, you look at the numbers and the statistics and it's not, it's broke as you said. Yes. So, so here we are on the turning point and yeah, the turning point. Yeah. Like, so, okay. So you're wondering like, what do you do? Right. Yes. What, do you, what do you do from here? You're looking at these numbers, you're frustrated. All these emotions just come to a head. So I, you know, I sat down with my wife and just, we had a humbling tough, honestly, autumn I had been avoiding for years. You know, I, I knew that we were making good money, but we, it, where was it going? I had no idea. And I'm sure, the listener is is thinking, man, okay, I might have a conversation or two that is tough that I've been avoiding. But it's in that conversation that you're avoiding that, you know, you will feel, and I felt the weight of the world just lift off my shoulders. And at this point, we together as a couple enrolled in a financial literacy program together. So then since then, I've let, spent the last several years learning some of the lessons that I now teach that helped me brought to, that helped bring me to where I am today. So if you'd like to hear them or if the listener wants to, I'd love to share them. Yes, that would be great. So I think the first lesson is I do not control the circumstances, but I do control the outcome. And I think people listening to that right now were given this circumstance that is the economy that's going to get um, ravaged because of this coronavirus. We don't control, we cannot control that, that circumstance, but we do control the outcome because the outcome really is just the sum of our decisions combined with whatever circumstance that we've been given. So that's the first thing that I like to teach people. The second one is it's really a team effort. Um, there was pride in me. There was ego in me. I was saying, okay, I'm going to run this family. I'm going to take charge of the finances and, you know, everything is going to be okay. And clearly I was not doing a good job of that. The piece that I was missing is that it's a team effort and everyone needs to take responsibility. So you might be thinking, okay, but what if some person really likes the numbers and, you know, doing the budget and the grass and all that stuff? It's totally okay that one person is more inclined to run the day-to-day things. 
but I believe all parties must be caught up and fully aware of the current financial picture in comparison to your joint goals. And that could look different for each person, right? So my wife and I kind of do a once a month, we just kind of sit down, state of the union, here's the finances. Even though she's a former CPA, she does not like the numbers. And I, I do a lot of that and we go through it together once a month. So the, the third one that I had, this is a huge part of our story and my story is rethink everything, question everything. So the listener may not know, I actually have stayed home with our son. I, I paused my professional career for a couple of years to stay home with our son so my wife Lois can go and just explode and crush it in her career tough move for both of us to make, but especially for me as a, as a man with an ego, right, at that time. So I would encourage the listener to explore every single move. I mean, are there moves that maybe you haven't looked at yet? And don't be afraid maybe to take some steps backward in order to get that big mole, right, the momentum to get a running start. And then I think the last one, and, you know, to me, this is absolutely most important, but you can't, you know, do this unless you've gone through the learnings of one, two, and three. And that is just reset your sights on a big goal because, I mean, what is it for, right? If we don't have this, you know, goal, this extraordinary goal to live an extraordinary life, and we often get what we aim for and the biggest danger would be stopping at step three and making the highly reduced lifestyle the new normal. So those are the kind of the four things that, that I teach and that I've learned and I love to share with, with others. Um, you know, but I think the most important thing that I learned is that, you know, I don't have to sacrifice my personal balance sheet for my professional balance sheet. And quite honestly, I had been focusing on all the wrong things because it didn't matter if I was successful at work, if I was failing at home. So those are some of the things that I like to teach and I like to share with others. And that that those are the lessons that we learned along our our journey. Oh my gosh, those are brilliant points. And I think that regardless of where anybody's at right now, that you can start implementing them today and make a difference (laughs) and be in a totally different place in, in a month, in a year, in two years. And I love that you did not want to stop at point three because I think that's people's struggles. You know, I don't want to save or give up. And then that's the new normal. That's just, yes. just like you said, it's a, to me, it's not even a step back. It's just maybe a sidestep so you can step yeah. forward. But it doesn't cost anything to dream big. So you might as well dream big and go on to that number four because that's what makes it, makes it exciting. It's like just talking about the gym all the time and not talking about the results, right? So yeah. um, I love those points. It's brilliant. And I wish we had more time to dive into each one more. But because of time restraint, can you just talk about how, how that debt felt for you? And now oh, what is your oh. feeling of freedom? What are the different yeah. like, feeling in life? Because I know, you know, we can talk about this on paper and numbers, but to me, it's, it's the weight of all the weight of debt. And then what does it feel like now? Yeah. So what I, what I always try and say, and so I used to be a high school business teacher. I taught personal finance and what I would always teach and share because people are better with visuals And I would say, okay, someone come up to the front of the room and I want you to put on a weighted vest. I want you to put a 40 40 pound dumbbell in each hand and I want you to stand on one leg. And I would just let that student sit there as long as he or she could. And And I said, okay, now go back down to two legs, drop the 40 pound dumbbells, take the weighted vest off. That was with all that weight on one leg is how it felt with all the debt. And then when you take all that off, 
that's how it feels without any debt. It's really hard to put words to it, but it just feels like a hundred pounds was just taken off of your shoulders and it feels so great. Wow. What a great visual. And so I know that you are living a totally different life and pivoted and decided to question and take the skills that you have and create something totally new for, for you, your family and for others. So tell us about that and then tell us how people can find you and connect with you. Yeah. So, so um, what, I, what I found is that um, connection is really important. And here we are, as you mentioned, we're sitting in the middle of, I think it's week six. I don't, does anyone even know anymore? Week six of a quarantine. And I'm feeling just the desire to connect in person. And I, that's a huge part, I think, of how we're wired. But as we progress through our career and we start you know, chasing maybe more more money and more titles and influence and all these things, we tend to lose track of what's really important in life. And that's connecting with people, being around um, people and just experiencing things. So I create experiences for high performers to step into so that they can get into some sort of work-life rhythm. I don't really believe in balance. I believe in work-life rhythm. So, um, We've done a dog sledding trip in the Boundary Waters. Uh, I had started to create a golf experience at a bucket list golf course that was going to be in May that's been postponed. Um, but I just take groups of high performers and drop them into really cool experiences and have them connect with other high performers. And just, I mean, absolutely beautiful things come out of that process. But that's kind of it in a nutshell, just for the time that we have to talk about it. Um, and so that's the main thing. I call it the reaching beyond experience. How fun is that? And how amazing that you could create that by just questioning, looking at your skills, looking at what you have to add value to others and that you're having so much fun with it. Uh, it's a blast. It is so much. You're, you're right. It's so much fun. And I went back to, okay, back when I was in corporate America, what would I have wanted to help me feel more fulfilled? And I just essentially reverse engineered and created that so much fun to follow that nudge and to step into that place where you feel like you're just in the flow of life and knowing that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. 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 It, it totally, you're right. It was, it absolutely was a nudge and I had been feeling it for quite a while. And what's interesting, and you probably have seen this as well, these nudges don't go away. They just become louder and louder. Yes. And since that is the essence of really what this show is about is following the nudge. Can you just speak to that in your own terms, in your own life, what that actual, what that nudge felt like to you? And, you know, when you were not following how that felt and then just stepping into that? Yeah. Good question. And, you know, not following a nudge, not stepping into it to me felt really empty. And it ultimately led to a burnout in my corporate career and a complete redesign in my life. And the nudge really just was, okay, what, what am I, you know, what am I good at? What do I love to do? And where's, where's there a need? And I had just felt this, this, um, uh, this opportunity to step into this space to create these experiences for people. And what's interesting about a nudge autumn is that when I created my first one, it happened to be all men that came to the experience. It wasn't marketed to men. I didn't intend it to be that way. Um, however, that's what came up. And the nudge clearly for me was you need to do this. You need to do another one 
uh, that were that's just for men, and that's what I did as a, as a dog sledding event. And so going forward, I'll create ones that are specific for men because I think they need that space. That again was not by design. I did not intend it to be that way, um, but that was what was clear to me. I was being nudged in the direction to step into that. It is fun to just be open and see, just like you said, it wasn't created for that or that wasn't part of your thought process, but that's what happened. Yeah. And you, you're right. You have to be open to it. Um, and again, if you're not open to it, you can miss a lot of beautiful opportunities. Yes. Well, thank you for following yours and thank you for serving the way you do. So how can people find you and connect with you? I'm pretty active on Instagram. It's just Kyle underscore Depius. Uh, my website is Kyle Depius as well. Uh, and those are probably the two best ways. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Also Facebook, but I don't spend as much time on some of those platforms. I think the, the best channel for me that I would, I will respond to any and every message would be on Instagram and then through my website. Great. We'll put that in the show notes too. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Kyle, for sharing just some brilliant points to, I think that we can all implement immediately with our finances and the feeling of debt or the feeling of worry around money. And so just thank you so much for your time today and being who you are. Yeah. Thank you, Autumn. I had a blast. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. And regardless of where you are in life, rather you're feeling like you're a passenger in your own life and just trying to get through the day, or you feel like a boat tied up to a dock because maybe you're just too scared to set sail. Or maybe you're out there rocking the open seas. I would love to connect with you on your journey. So please find me at autumnshields.com and or on social and say hello. If you would like a complimentary guide on living alive, visit the site and it is there waiting for you. And remember, good friends don't keep great messages to themselves. So keep the ripples moving and share this episode with your friends. Please take a moment to review or download this episode where you listen to podcasts. Make today the day you decide to live fully alive and leave some room for the unimaginable. So until next time, my friends, keep following the nudges.